<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Drange Penguin podcast. Welcome to it. Do you know what I found out today? What did you find out what today? What did you find out? I found out that Dell didn't like to color. What is this about? Didn't like to color. Just, what does that mean? Like, color as a kid, like, he did not enjoy coloring. Now, Oh, I would have guessed that. I, I, I mean, yeah, I did say that to him. I was like, that's how I introduced the topic. He was sitting there. I was like, Dell, you don't strike me as a guy who likes to color. He was like, coloring? That ain't for me. Um, maybe it was the crayons you had. Did you have, like, the off-brand? Or did you have... Dude, we had cr- crayons, brand crayons, dude. You mean Crayola. Crayola. They're not called crayons. Yeah. Did you have a sharpener on your box? Ooh. I don't know. Man, those are, I don't, those are for rich kids. Look, dude. I colored... <laughs> act. I, like, actively sought out coloring so little that I really don't even... I really don't know. Like, I remember having a big box of crayons, but... And I remember, like, thinking the names sounded really cool and were, like, evocative and I could, like, make up, like, stories in my head based on the names of them. But pulling them out and using them just didn't appeal to me. I mean, I didn't didn't do a lot of coloring at home. Who does coloring at home? That's kind of weird. Where do you color? At school? Yeah. Yeah. School coloring. I mean... If I'm honest, I've done the majority of my drawing or scribbling or that kind of stuff at work or school. I mean, you were know? you seeking Basically, it out or were you doing it during designated coloring time? Yeah, coloring time. So, not that different. No, but he hated it. I didn't hate it. I'm like, oh, sweet, I get a color right now. I'll just color this up. Uh, But I'm not like one of those adult coloring book kind of persons. I feel like that's kind of lame but uh you know whatever you do you well that felt like, like a, it's a de-stressing thing yeah yeah mental health it's not mental just because they love coloring no that's well that's what i'm saying about it is like you could just buy a regular coloring book you don't need a, an adult okay, that's one. creepy <laughs> why what's creepy about it because they're buying, like big old blocks a, of colors that you just color the adult yeah, coloring books what, a frozen coloring book? Yeah. Who says <laughs> I'm going to choose frozen? I'm saying that's, that's the only one gonna be that's available. out there. <laughs> that's it. See, yeah. It it's like the these frozen characters. one. I don't even know what color they're supposed to be. Know, the friend's coloring book. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. I don't know. It's just weird. Whatever, man. I, I, I guess it's not bad to color it, to do it. I think what's weird to me is people showing it off. Like, look at the coloring I did. Right. It might yeah, that's odd. Yeah, yeah we're, it's like telling us about your dreams. <laughs> Do you need that victory? Do you is that really the victory that you need? Yeah. Is no. See, I think I successfully it, colored something at thirty-seven years old. Uh, I think everybody else kind of you get get that when you're coloring with your kids, and then they can't color anything. You're just like, man, look at this precision. You know, I got a little little uh, ombre <laughs> going on here. You know what I mean? Look at that. <laughs> just just amazing. A uh, little high school art class coming out right here. Um, yeah. You know, so there, there you go. They'll I I'd rather do other things. Like what? With my time. Yeah. You really do sound like During kids, coloring right? time. Yeah, there's like coloring time. It's like, oh, That's you weird. know, I could play the piano. I'm like, shut up. Give me the color blue so I can color the sky. Yeah, you I'd know? much rather have play the piano or... Play sure. kickball or whatever. Speaking of blue, I yeah, know a story. I wanted to do lots of things. I wanted to play Mortal Kombat during coloring time, yeah. Yeah. but I didn't hate coloring time, you know? And I didn't just tell everybody, you know, I'm the best Mortal Kombat as I'm coloring the sky or something like that because it was fine. Anyway. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you call yourself if you play Mortal Camp- Kombat, a, a Mortal Kombat? <laughs> you say a Mortal Combative? <laughs> you say I play Mortal Kombat. That's what you say. Mortal you know? Combatant. I'm a mortal combatant. That's what we said. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> at the at the uh my brother and I used to go we we're we are old enough that we that arcades were a thing that you went and did. You know, like you went and your mom would drop you off for three hours at the arcade while she went shopping. Which is okay, crazy. Like Think old, about old. that now. But uh ten years old, twelve years old, something like that. But we go up 
to the arcade and play Mortal Kombat for like two hours and beat all the like 17 year olds on that. They get so mad that these kids were coming in and beating them. Well, I but, think that's uh, always been the case, you know, because like yeah. the kids know better than everybody else. I, I mean, I remember there were like arcades were a viable alternative to playing the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo at home. That's what yeah. I had, you know. And so, you know, yeah, we'd play, I don't know, NBA Jam at the at like the convenience store and yeah. just and then it was just much better to play it at home because you didn't have to pay put any quarters in you just keep playing um, but the gameplay was so much smoother on the dedicated arcade games yeah well i just want to yeah sure sure but it costs a lot of money <laughs> it did um, cost a lot of money our whole allowance like, would just be like <laughs> they play mortal kombat they successfully transferred the arcade model to your console now yeah you realize that right yeah like for a while there, like you know, you bought a Super Nintendo, you paid the whatever thirty dollars it was for the game, and that was it. You just played it until it literally could not be played anymore. Yeah, um, we had Mortal Kombat at, on Super Nintendo as well. We yeah, just yeah. So, liked so to like to beat people in at the arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. <laughs> um, so like, I think I got like an NBA Two K, I don't know, fourteen or something like that. It's almost unplayable now because the access to the servers is denied as they're no longer there and so you can play like with no rosters you know what i mean like the broken version of the game uh but it's not nearly as robust as the connected version of the game and you know they have a lot they dink and dunk you for all the money you can you're like does your player super suck like here's your guy that you just created he's an nba player but he cannot lay the ball in um you know so you could spend an ungodly number of hours practicing on your game getting better to make them make a layup or you could give us five bucks and you're gonna get a whole layup package um it's tempting sometimes and i'm like this guy is not he's he's not even an at athlete level <laughs> my video game character and i'm like i kind of do want to shell out 25 dollars just so my guy can dunk in this video game where i should be able to dunk in there right if i wanted to work on my game this hard I'd be outside, you know? <laughs> I'd be outside working on my game so I could, you know, whatever. Anyway, so uh, I think they they successfully got the arcade model back. You that was it. EA, like, right? The pay-to-play. Yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah did you, you, you wanted to play? You wanted to play the fourth quarter of NBA Jam? Deposit two more quarters, buddy. <laughs> a little countdown on there. Whatever. What games did you play at the arcade, Gina? Usually whatever driving game they had, because I like ever, to drive. Do you ever play those motors, like they were motorcycles? Is it a video uh, game? And you, like, I tried actually... that like once. That's a little too <laughs> physically interactive. <laughs> uh, and then like, I don't know, Tekken. You're a fighting game kind of. Were you just like a yeah. button masher kind of person? Yeah, yeah, mash and charge, and yeah. hopefully something happens. Did everybody hate you for this? Uh, who's everybody? Your sister. <laughs> my, my sister. No, she didn't hate me for it. <laughs> jump and kick, and jump and kick, jump and kick. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I was, I, I never learned what the buttons did. <laughs> There's or high memorized kick, combinations. You know? yeah. That's no. Mash and see what happens, and it, it usually worked. It's fine. It's really about speed. Uh, Dale, are you mad at her for that? Huh? Yeah, no, driving games. That's that. why being an adult is a dream come true because I get to drive anytime I want to. <laughs> yeah, those driving games. I guess I don't know. That, they never really appealed to me, like Gran Turismo or whatever. I've else seen like you that. drive. I understand. <laughs> uh, I'm writing a note. Basically, the arcade game. I never, I never got into them that much. Hey, they, those talk about expensive. Those would be like, congratulations, you got first place in the race. To continue, put in fifty more cents, you yeah. know. And yeah. it's like that's not the way well, that should you, work. You say fifteen cents, it sounds like a little bit of money. It was fifty. Oh, 50. 50. Yeah. dude, I'm not that Last old. Quarters. Come on, like fifteen more cents. <laughs> Come put on, put in your nickel. Yeah, pinball wizard over here, you know. I don't even. Rem I don't remember video games costing less than a quarter. So, now, air hockey—that's my arcade jam. 
Yeah, air hockey was fun. I'll kick your ass. Ski ball. My mom loved ski ball. I'm a big ski ball fan. Yeah, that sounds like old people stuff. That like was that Great fun. Depression type thing. <laughs> Dude, it's fun. Yeah. When the it's alternative okay. is the dust bowl and your farm getting foreclosed on. <laughs> it sure does sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It's all right. I liked the heft of the balls. Yeah. They're always, but... you know, they had some weight to them. And when you roll them, they felt like they were, you know, a lot of inertia. You could get a lot of momentum and inertia in there. Yeah, that's that's not my game. Not an inertia guy, Adam? No, I was not like, you know what? Not into inertia? excited about some inertia right now. Can we go <laughs> do something with inertia, Mom? <laughs> sure, I got to just the, the game ball. for you. <laughs> it's the You're last thing we did before we left the farm in Oklahoma because we didn't know how to... Manage the crops. <laughs> You're always doing inertia. You can't well, get yeah, away from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> inertia is life. Sure, man. <laughs> I'm gonna make a shirt. <laughs> That'd be a sick shirt. Inertia is life. Sure, man. <laughs> it is, man. It's true. I would say that uh I think my inertia is keeping me from buying that shirt. Yeah, it can. That's part of it. Inertia it's whatever is you're doing is you're in that inertial state. So Yeah, it's such a nerd thing. To <laughs> <say>. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys? Let's go play some skee-ball. <laughs> Put down them crayons. Come on. Oh, up. my gosh. Dude, it's so good. I'm I'm about to post that on Facebook right now. Oh inertial is life. Just Without the context, I'm no sure context. It's gonna kill. I will get likes on that too. Uh, I'm, I'm from like the you know three people doing? that can see I'm my, fa- my Facebook. Coloring the version of the of the T-shirt that we're gonna do. It's gonna say "Inertia's Life" and then it's gonna have ski ball on there. So speaking of Facebook, what do you guys think of them changing their name to Meta? Um, Are you calling it that yet, Dell? Obviously not. You just said Facebook. Yeah, uh, I've seen a commercial for it. Like I saw the article where they announced the change and then the next day I saw a commercial for Meta. I was like, what the F? Yeah. There it's it's um I don't think Facebook is gonna be the one to really bring the metaverse, but it's coming. Ready player one in the next ten years is gonna be like a reality. I think. Uh I think what was the most um I was telling this about people or companies or somebody that, that kind of knows what's what. I was listening to Steve Job in ni- Jobs in 1997. Like yeah, he's multiple jobs. Yeah. <laughs> all the Steves and all their jobs. Uh, he was talking about, um, you know, all the things that were coming. And, I mean, like somebody said, it, he was kind of right in the future because he had that ability because, you know, they're Apple and whatever. But also Apple at that time was not as powerful. And... um you know, he was like talking about stuff that we kind of take for granted. He was like, "There's gonna be this interconnected, like network. Everybody's gonna be a network." Blah blah blah. And everybody's like, "Oh, maybe." Like, you have your computer and you back it up. What if the computer was like on a network on the server, which is just cloud computing now, right? Anyway, um, a lot of people have been talking about the metaverse or that kind of thing. And I read an article today, um, uh, on Stratechery, where they're talking to the uh, Unity CEO, right? They just mm-hmm. bought Weta Digital, right? You know, wrong. Well, huh? uh, Weta Digital. You know, the was it Weta? Yeah, I don't, whatever. Weta, nobody I think. No, nobody cares. I'm not. I'm not. Lord a of the Rings. Lender. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So so um, all those tools that they use to you know uh to make Lord of the Rings. It, what the the guy was saying was it's cool. He knew Peter Jackson. What he thought was smart about him was that he's an artist, and he said, "I'm just gonna make my own toolbox." So I can do these things, right? So we're going to be making hair on a person or a character. So let's make a better way to make hair, right? And so that's what they did. Now they're bringing those tools to like Unity and they're just kind of talking about it from a business strategy standpoint and how they liked it. And my point here is that he was talking about the metaverse a couple years before that in their S1 where he was saying that uh, like, there's a lot of ways where that that could work, and a lot of the tools they use in, in Unity and a lot of the other stuff, like the, un- the engine and stuff, are all part of that same kind of deal where, uh, like, the metaverse is like, 
I we're all looking at a wall. I think the the example you gave was like a wall, and then you hold up your, like your iPhone or a tablet where you're looking at it, but then you see the the pipes and everything that go happens behind it. And like an architect, ten thousand miles away is looking at the same thing, and they can see it as you're doing it, so you can see what's happening. And so that is metaversal kind of where right. you're in a shared space, but it's not the physical space. And uh, he also thinks that there are, is, there's another aspect of like a metaverse where you're like in like World of Warcraft and somebody kill, knocks over a building or something and that's permanent state. So anybody that comes by it sees a knocked over building and it's not just new a, a new building to them, right? It's, it's changing. Everybody kind of interacts with it. Right. I think, sure. I mean, there's not, there's, I don't think that's much different than, than kind of what it is now. It's like the next step there. Um, you know, do I want to walk around with AR faded glasses? Not really. I also don't want a, uh, you know, a national database of, you know, facial recognition and stuff like that. But I mean, we kind of advertise a lot of things ourselves anyway. If you're, I don't know, a recruiter and you see people like maybe you're at a conference, then you can like sign in that way or have something so it could pop up when people see you instead of a name tag. It's something like, Hey, this is. Dell Smith and he's a coffee guy and it has yeah. all kinds of other stuff. So you can interact with him that way. It's it'd be like the or not. Honestly the digital version, but it'd be like the metaverse version of a name tag. Where yeah. you can sort of share as much as you want, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Me and crazy. Then we don't have to talk to people? <laughs> yeah, they only virtually. Yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. I uh I just think a lot of in the past year there have been a significant number of breakthroughs that we don't even that are all kind of separate things but have potential to interact and I don't think anybody I mean maybe the people working on it understand the interaction but I think <laughs> that we don't even understand the implications of it like with the advent of like even yesterday, like IBM announced like this new, uh, this huge advance in quantum computing, you know, and, uh, physicists are starting to, um, like restructure the model and question whether dark matter actually exists or if it's like another understanding of the way gravity works could be like these kind of, fundamental shifts in like the way that we do life that will change the way we do life or understand life i think and uh it's yeah i it's to the to a degree that i'm just like i don't even really know like i can't have no idea what life is gonna be like in five or ten years but i think it's not going to be anything like it is now couldn't you say that about nearly everything? Like, was there ever a period of time where it wasn't changing? Like, definitely since, like, the 1960s, right? We went to the moon. Uh, you know, like, lots of stuff has changed radically, but then a lot of stuff hasn't. Well, the way I, the way that we do life hasn't changed that much until, I think, the last 10 or 10 years. For me, like, you know, I didn't even have a cell phone until I was a senior in college, you know? And, and until until smartphones became ubiquitous there was still a measure i think life was was approached in a pretty different way you know like it's hard to imagine now not having tabs on your loved ones or your or your children or for like immediately tabs immediate tabs on them all the time you know and it was a normal thing you know for 20 something years of my life more than yeah, that. I, I mean, I think, yeah, but I think it's in the same way that you can kind of get used to anything. Like, I don't know, like, um, uh, what am I thinking of? I had a good example. I swear I did. Uh, but I guess what I'm thinking is, like, for a while, you know, I didn't have, like, a, a smartphone. I, d I got a smartphone, like, first iPhone a long time ago, right? And f it w for a little bit, it was like, oh, man, how, how could I have ever lived like this before it took a while to kind of get used to what you'd use it for apps were a bigger thing and then they kind of you kind of figured out what you needed an app for you didn't need an app for everything um and i don't know like 
for like like Facebook. I found that I don't need Facebook. We you I think you first made the leap, Gina. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have tabs on everybody that I need to. Right? There's a lot of people that I'm like, yeah, I I don't know what's going on with them, and I think that's having been able to be up to date on every and anything, and then saying, you know what, I don't, and it's it's better yeah. this other way, and you know, it it could be that maybe everybody else or a lot of other people are like on the default mode. They're taking everything in they're on facebook so they see all the updates they're on instagram so they see all the updates i don't have facebook so i there's a lot a good number of people i don't know anything that's happening with them until i see them uh, even some friends people I was, I was friends with they were like hey uh you have multiple kids i was like yeah so then i got to have that kind of lost conversation mm-hmm. but i guess uh, in the modern way, it was via text, right? It was not like on a phone call. <laughs> Although they were kind of weird and they like doing vo- voice audio messages. I oh, know. that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. It's, I do get this sometimes. Yeah. And like sometimes I've been typing, like texting or even tweeting a lot of the time. And I find it's much easier just to call somebody. Yeah. Because I do not want to text anymore. Or yeah. I do not want to type. My hands just refuse. And I just don't want to be in any of the positions that form a typing pose. And so right. I'm like, you know what? Let me, I'll do it like at work. I'll do a Zoom call just so I could say something real quick. Or I'll pick up the phone, literally pick it up, <laughs> put it to my ear, and then call somebody yeah. just to tell them something. Do you find yourself doing old school type things like that, Gina? Occasionally. I don't know. I'm still thinking about that idea that about things changing in the future like so drastically that we can't imagine it and I I agree and I I think I'm kind of with what you're saying Adam that it's like the more things change the more things stay the same like yes things will be different in ways we cannot imagine but I don't really know what that means for us really I think the two things that I think are going to happen that is going to change everything is that's I don't just mean like the way we live life I mean the fundamental structure of like our economy like in America Mm -hmm. and one of those is in the process of happening the replacement of menial task workers with robots I have a a name (laughs) and the other one is uh, the advent of haptic technology when once I just don't know like what happens when we don't need 30% of our workforce because robots can do it more efficiently you know and everybody has opportunity to basically l- spend their days and their time inside a suit inside a world virtual world that makes them feel like they're living a real life, but they can customize it however they want. What happens when we don't need workers? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Because robots. I think, so, the, the dream is always around that, has always been, then we get more leisure time, right? We can learn, we can spend more time at home. But really what that means is that now we can be more quote-unquote productive, Right. Those savings were supposed to go to the people, and instead they go to the you know the ownership right capitalist class, ownership class, and so I think that's the answer. Is like Amazon is a gigantic company, and they spend a lot of time and effort trying to figure out how to make everybody more productive in like the least humane possible way, right? Like, hey, how about you don't go to the restroom, right? You know. How yeah. about we grind our workers so they quit? That means we have less reason, you know. Like we we'll just build in to the model uh more recruiting. So we're always hiring, always and forever hiring, and we'll churn through all these workers and it, that that doesn't matter to us. Uh Walmart, you know, uh trying to grind efficiency down. But same kind of thing. We'll just use and abuse all these workers, same kind of deal. Um that that's what's going to happen. I think that's the answer. We already know. It's that we'll take full advantage of it. Robots will 
do everything. So, you know, so what, what do we do with all this workforce that doesn't need jobs anymore? Well, same thing we do now. We tell them it's their fault. I think there will still be jobs. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there are always areas that are the last to get the innovation. So like even in like tech companies where the focus is on implementing AI solutions, there is at the opposite end of the spectrum areas where nobody cares and people are still doing things in the slowest, hardest way possible. So I think there will always exist those spaces where they're just behind and that's where the workers will go. The workers who don't know how to work on the AI or help code or whatever needs to be done to make those things operate, they'll do the other stuff, the stuff that's behind or, yeah. you know, unattended or. Yeah. And I think the other part is that there, there's like a limiting factor, right? Like, I mean, we need, um, I mean, like climate change is affecting everybody uh, that, uh, it can't just keep getting. Uh, it can't keep going in the same direction all the time. Like not everybody's going to have a robot, right? I think, or not everybody's going to be immersed in the internet for a hundred percent of the time. Uh, they're like we're reading all these stories about Afghanistan and stuff like that. They're like, uh, so isolated and they're living just almost a different universe than somebody else who's just I don't know a Twitch streamer, right? This person's life is just completely different than that person's life, and so I mean, maybe maybe there's just kind of more of that, you know what I mean? Um, for good or bad, I don't know. I, I I do think that the um humanity of it all, right? What was it like? Uh, Something I learned apparently in like the Midwest for uh, like twenty, thirty years, having a basement turtle was a thing. They're like, man, we got all these critters down here. Let's get a turtle, put it in the basement. Uh, like, they're abundant, whatever, we'll put them down there. Well, a turtle could live, like, for 100 years or something like that. But in a basement where it does not thrive, although it had plenty to eat, right, a lot of roaches, I guess, uh, they would live, like, 20 years because they're just not built to do that. I think in the same way that we're not really built to be in a computer metaverse. We have not, you know, developed the tools uh, haven't evolved yeah. to look thrive like that. Yeah, and so, you know, I think some people are going to be like, man, it's going to be great to be outside. Um, let's just kind of talk to each other a little bit. You know, that sure seems fun. And I think that's, that's sort of kind of where, th where it's going to go. Maybe. Cause I think we'll a lot see. Of we'll, we'll put a pin in this and come back, circle back <laughs> in 20. 10 years. <laughs> so uh, here, here's my... my um, my like why I think that that's the case right is I, I always thought that it's silly to go commute to work and we spend a lot of mu money time and effort making life all about commuting and yet we pe we mean people just humans and, and Americans also we're all getting real sad about all of it like oh man why does commuting suck how can we make commuting better we spend a lot of time trying to make it you know not suck so hard and uh, like now being able to work from home everybody's like yeah I get to see my family or I can you know have better work life balance turns out I don't need to work or grind you know so often these are lessons that people had learned and written about and talked about for a lot lo a lot of time the, the factory or office or whatever kind of work thing is unusual in human history uh, right like getting up and going away from your home for that many hours, eight, ten hours a day, is unusual, um, you know, as it relates to humans. We are, a lot of people have worked and lived in the same place. We've all been working from home in one way or another, a good portion of humanity, right? Even if you're, like, tending the fields, it's your home at the, it's that field right there. You can sort of see it. You're, you're there. You're nearby. It's yours. You're at home. Or even if you're working on a, you know, like, uh, doing some, What's it called? Uh, what is it called? It starts with an F. Farm. <laughs> 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 what is it? What was the other? We're not. Can't <laughs> say that what? word on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, I can't we only get of, one. Um, I can't think of the word. Foraging. 
No, like when you work for somebody else and they own the land. Fealty. And yeah, they're like a, a, yeah, like yeah, they feel, yeah. So peasantry. So, <laughs> yeah, all of those words. Indentured servant. But you can, you kind of get what I'm saying is that like um, for a good portion of human history and I then a good portion of humans right now still while everybody's commuting, they're still living and working somewhere close to where they live. And then we're like, wow, why are they so happy? Oh, it's because they're just kind of doing what people are built for. I don't think anybody ever said, why are they so happy? But mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. <laughs> nobody, nobody thought they were having a good time. Um, so what's your point? I, I don't I don't know that life is going to be so, I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to be plugged in to the Matrix full time anytime soon. Maybe. So the only thing you have me thinking is, I think what we've learned through the pandemic is that while it has been proven that a lot of these jobs can be done from home, mm-hmm. we're still seeing returns to offices because it's easier to go back to doing what we were doing. And a year and a half is not enough to change that momentum. The, so the, ner- the inertia is too strong. Yeah. And so I think that, Maybe proves, again, the point that in five years, ten years, life is not going to be that different. Maybe. For some people it will, but not not on the whole, right? Because it just takes too long to change. Some people are the early adopters that will change completely, and some people will try and then go back, and some people will completely avoid it as long as they can. So... You know, it's it's not going to change that much. Well, I I think that a you know like a year and a half is a long time. Yes, but it it's is. not a long. It's not. I mean, compared to the previous uh, ten years, right? It, it's silly to say, but one point five years is not greater than fifty years. And yeah, there is a lot of inertia, and a lot of money, and a lot of momentum tied up into keeping things the way they are. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean I don't think I don't think people. Are like yeah, let's just go back. I think a lot of people are in that, the big wave of people saying, well, you know, I could do this now. I'm just gonna do it now. Right. I'm gonna work remotely. I've been advocating that at work. Every uh, at my work, I would say a good. It was probably like seventy thirty. People like yeah, I don't mind working from home pre pandemic, right? Like saying let's work from the office most of the time. Mm-hmm. After the pandemic, a good portion of it, I think that number was flipped almost completely right where 30 percent of people are like let's work from the office you know most of the time everybody else is like either i'll go in sometimes but only for important things where we need to be there or just maybe just occasionally to see everybody and all the way to i can just never be at the office ever again and that's fine yeah i think the Um, big thing that's happened is uh that that destabilization or whatever that the pandemic caused that caused people to think gave people time to think about it. Right. Cause before it was like, well, this system is working fine. The amount of work that would be necessary to change or even experiment with something else is probably not worth the, the energy to try and do it. But in the midst of the pandemic, it was a chance to, an exp- to experiment out of necessity. And I think that a schism has happened and I don't, I think that, that's not going to, it might just go back. I mean, there have been multiple things that I can think of throughout my lifetime that I was like, Oh, this is going to be life changing. And then it wasn't, you know, uh, it had the potential to be, but, but everybody just was like, well, we'll just go back to how things were. But, um, what whooping dude that, uh, at Mortal Kombat. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I also think that there are enough, um, zeitgeist sort of things that happen like a discovery that accelerates change in a in a way that's not expected and i think that it gets faster i i learned or somebody said to me a a professor in high school or college suggested that like the amount of knowledge that we have uh, the amount the amount of knowledge that we have, the time it takes for that knowledge to double, whatever that means, it does it exponentially. So it's like 
the first doubling took a hundred years, say, or whatever, a thousand years or a million years or whatever. The second doubling of knowledge takes 50 years. The third takes 25 and so forth and so on. And now we're like at this spot where things are changing so quickly. Like I, I remember the time, I remember the period of time in the early two thousands where computers went from, well, we can't make this game because hardware, computer hardware hasn't caught up to it, right? We can't make the game that we want to make because computer hardware, they just don't have the ability to make these components to the software is like, cannot fully utilize the the hardware of computer systems today for the most part. And I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I think I feel like it's probably going to look, we'll say 10 years, but I also think the singularity is going to happen in around 2030. So, before you get to that singularity thing, I, I was going to say, I think it kind of makes sense what you're talking about, right? Like the the rest of my point was that some people, like a lot of technology workers, like people that do software development, you can easily switch to work from home. But a lot of other people can't, right? But it doesn't mean that they, they didn't taste it and they didn't want it, right? And so they just have to get some things in a row, whatever that means for them. And they're like, you know what? Let me start making the move to to being you know my ultimate goal is now to work remotely or work from a different place and so i think a lot of people are going to work towards that and you know i think these advantages in technology like the like you said the metaverse kind of thing is gonna make it easier for those kinds of workers to do their jobs elsewhere you don't need to all be in the same spot mm-hmm. to to do this but right now we have to be here right? i like, could be feeling pessimistic but i think you give people too much credit because I think even if you take all the people who have been polled that say they tasted it and mm-hmm. they want it, they're still going to go back to the office when they're told to. <laughs> it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they need their paycheck. And if their organization says it's too hard to change things for you, they are also going to say, well, yeah, it's it's too hard to find a new job. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> isn't there always a certain amount of people that are like that anyway? Like they were always going to be yeah, and I think the slow to adopt computers because they got their trusty typewriter or something. You know? Exactly, and I'm just saying I think that we could be overestimating what percentage falls in which group. It's similar to the vaccine mandates, and you know, you had maybe thirty percent of people say. I'm not doing it. You can't make me. And then at the end of the day, only actually 2% of them follow through with that. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think the other part is that, that I was going to say is that like whatever knowledge doubling means, I'll, it also means that I think you can take the, what is the word? The polite view um, of those anti-vaxxers, your Aaron Rodgers and whatnot of the world and say, well, they, they're just slow to react to a, a rapidly changing world, and we just got to cut them some slack. Uh, or you could say, you know, they're just actively pushing back against it. There were, uh, there were, and there always have been, a lot of breakthroughs that weren't accepted at the time. It took a lot longer for people to accept them. Uh, I think, you know, that was one of the things I read about in the pandemic, how um, people thought that things were bad air miasma but not like it wasn't the physical things what are what is that what is the germs and like the guy ended mm-hmm. up like being like thrown in like a like a, a crazy house i mean it turns out he was right you know what i mean but it wasn't until after his death long after his death so people could be discovering these things but people are just not ready to adopt them until later right. it could be our kids or our kids kids that are going to adopt the metaverse and it's going to be great I mean, the internet wasn't invented in 2000. Exactly. And it was invented in the, the afterlife. Yeah. Like, told you, Dell, it was going to be 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took 100. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, so singularity. Be one flower leading over to another and be yeah. like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of technology, though. Were we? What? Sort of. The singularity. Computer. Oh, it's cool. Computer. It's great. It's uh, so you guys finally got your stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. And my uh, my 
some of my uh files my programs that i've been my mixing uh i don't even know sessions uh words in English? that were maxed out at like 115 percent of of the of the memory are now at like five yeah. percent that's pretty sweet so <laughs> it's great it's way more computer than i need uh but that means i won't ever have to replace it for five years until the metaverse starts and i have to yeah. do all my work <laughs> in the metaverse adam so. did you did you get your new toy I did. I got a new toy. I'm using it He's right now. I've been playing right with now. it the entire podcast. I know. If he sounds so distracted, now yeah. You know if you why. guys can hear how I'm slow taking, he is to finish every sentence, taking this, notes. This is why. <laughs> because he's playing with his coloring book. And uh, <laughs> what you coloring? Uh, the notes for this kittens. Frozen. <laughs> Uh, what is it was it? Elsa, Elsa? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Olaf. I also was not a doodler. I didn't ever like write my name a billion times or like draw stuff while I was. I like to doodle. Yeah, Dale, We know you're not creative. You don't have to keep saying. Yeah, this to us. We... you don't. Is that what that means? In dispute. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I heard your short stories. I wasn't like a free thinker, like come up with ideas and try stuff. Yeah, person. People didn't really think I had good <laughs> ideas either. You know? uh, yeah, I mean, I'm taking notes is what I'm doing. You're you're not taking notes. You're drawing. But anyway, um, <laughs> nobody nobody said four boxes and a car <laughs> and a Elsa. booklet. That's commuting. These are that's not a basement. Yeah, curve. Elsa and I didn't draw a Elsa ring anyway. of ice. Nobody said that. Quit reading off my notes. <laughs> Olaf <laughs> and his nose. Which one's Olaf Anywho, again? The snowman. The snowman guy. Yeah. <laughs> As in, do you want to build a... Duh. How do you not know that back to... You know, Haven't you seen Frozen? Oh. Don't uh, you have children? We don't let... I mean, I, yeah, we do. And that's... We, we, you know, don't really let them we watch try to it. avoid that movie. Yeah. I hate that movie. We saw that in theaters. That's the funny part. With our nephews. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And didn't like it then. (laughs) This movie sucked. What else happened? I thought there was something I was going to tell you guys about. Um, Well, I got a question. Are you going to get, like, are you going to get Disney Plus, Gina? Not if I don't have to, no. I don't don't want anything to do with Disney. I'm not a big Disney guy. Uh, And uh, Disney's in my life. I know it. I watch some Disney movies. Yeah. I know that, but I get I avoid them if I can. Same. And I did know that their um, subscriber kind of thing it kind of hit a little plateau there. So then, immediately after I read that, I think it was at the earnings call, I got a bunch of like uh, coupons, like, "Hey, sign up for Disney Plus. Don't try it now." Like, yeah, they're trying to spark some some subscribing. Mm-hmm. It's not my deal. It's not my bag. Well, I mean, what about the discovery thing? Uh, yeah, discovery or whatever the company they bought. Uh, I guess Time Warner or whatever HBO they they bought that from what? So like Discovery or whatever the 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 company that owns it, I forget it now. But they they are now all together, so it's gonna have to be like HBO Max and Discovery. It's a so we're gonna have to watch like Property Brothers on HBO Max where they cuss or sing Sweet. at you or something, probably. Well, they maybe they'll make the show better. <laughs> I just uh, we just if there's a show we want to watch, subscribe, watch the show, and then cancel. Do you remember oh, yeah. to cancel mm-hmm. as soon as you watch the last episode? You're like, and pretty much exactly. Cancel. Every once in a while, it'll go <laughs> an extra month because I'll forget. Oh, new show and get it again yeah, i'll forget <laughs> and i'll get a notification that i got charged i'll be like oh gotta cancel that so but yeah and it's not like we don't have like multiple ones and we'll let uh, i don't cancel it immediately it's more like so like we have netflix right now and we're watching squid game and when that's over how do you like it we have not watched it i keep hearing people talk about it and then i just kind of like don't care enough about what I've heard to try. Yeah. That's how I felt too. And it was, we were bored and it was like, well, let's put one on. I heard it was like really hard to get into, but if you like black mirror, 
you'll probably dig it. Okay. I, I, we're into it. Like we we watched four, three episodes last night or four, like out out the gate. Like episode one, this is great. Let's watch another one. You know, one more before we go to bed. Over. Do you want to sit in the bed and watch the watch another episode and see if we fall asleep? Definitely didn't fall asleep. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> and it's like. Is it in Korean with subtitles? Uh, we're watching the dub, and it's actually pretty good. Okay. I, I normally watch subtitles, but something I read said that the dub is actually better than the subtitles because the subtitles are... The dub, they actually went through the effort of like trying to approximate the meaning of the translation rather than just giving like a hacked Straight. hack job, yeah, yeah, literal translation of what, what the Korean is. So... Um, it's good. I think they also made an effort to like match the the lip movements with like the wor- English words. So they like modified mm-hmm. the phrases maybe to like look like it's kind of. I don't think about it. The fact that they're not speaking English. Maybe we'll watch it. Th- yeah, I, I don't. We're, we're just kind of at the point where like work has been busy, mm-hmm. kids have been busy. We've been playing like rec league soccer and stuff like that. So. Um, there's not a whole, we are whole lot of saturated. extra time, yeah. and like it's not that I don't want to watch anything. It's just that a lot of times, instead of thinking, "Yeah, that would be a great time to unwind and watch something," I'm like, "That'd be a great time to go to sleep." Right, and then that'd be it. Uh, and then if we do want to watch something, like you know, it's uh, it's gonna be mindless. Yeah, I don't really feel like getting really into so the a show dub. Or sounds playing. maybe doable because i'm like i don't mind subtitles either yeah. but sometimes i don't feel like i don't really feel like reading yeah. a show right now yeah. you know yeah. and i'm tired i'm like yeah i feel you too much thinking. um there's it's not completely like just watch it and take it in i mean there's an element of intrigue where you're gonna want to be like figuring it out but it is super entertaining in a very dark way and uh i like it i think the new there's a new Gina, you probably wouldn't give a shit about this, but Adam, uh, hey, wait, what? The uh, just for the art style of there's a League of Legends anime that just came out on Netflix as well called Arcane, and it's really very. I think the art style is very impressive, very unique, and interesting. So very arcane. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm gonna listen to the guy that didn't color. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about uh, art. Yeah. I appreciate so cool art. How they did. It's in black and white. They and sure did color between the lines in this figures. one. So that's always something. Uh, uh, yeah, our mindless go-to lately has been watching Psych reruns. Yeah. And it is hilarious. Yeah, is it? I've never <laughs> I watched Psych. I might it. give that a shot. I think I, so I think I watched it on USA when it came on, like, on linear TV, they call it. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, this is kind of funny. And it was, you know, the usual. But I'm never, a, I never have been a person, like, appointment television kind of person. Like, all right, it's 8 p.m. on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Time to tune in. So I would just catch bits and pieces of, like, some other shows that would be on. And I'm like, hey, that show's still on. But I felt like I was so far behind, I couldn't really catch up, and I wanted to kind of see. Uh, and then... Um, I don't know. It's on like Peacock. We have Peacock, so yeah, we have uh, we have that. We have Comcast. Uh, you should give it a try. I it's it some quality, mindless TV. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a good jokes, you know, murder of the week kind of thing, yeah. and then recurring thing. You'll find yourself, you know, quoting and making jokes later. Did you watch yeah. you? Nope. You ever watch that? Do I you had, do you people. watch me? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> uh, that's another one that's on Netflix. I think it's pretty good. I don't think I've heard of that. You. Who's in it? Um, Nobody I'd ever heard of. Didn't like somebody that was actually in you. Uh, I think it might have been the comedian guy. He got, I don't know, he was in it. And then they were like, well, he, he had some allegations of improprieties and then he was off of it. I don't know. That's about the extent of it. There is t- we we talked about this too mo- too uh, a lot. There's too much quality TV. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like that it's hard to keep up with any of it if you're any kind of busy doing anything. Right. Uh and also I felt like during the pandemic I've been less inclined 
to, I don't know, to watch anything like that. It's hard even for me to read any like fiction books too. Like I, I found it harder. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't yeah, read a same. lot for pleasure in a in a while, probably since the pandemic, which is very weird. I agree. The last book I tried to start was Mister Mercedes, and then when I realized in the opening chapter that we'd already watched the show, we watched two episodes. I was like, "Yeah, I already watched this. I don't care." <laughs> and usually i like that approach you know watch it and then read it because you won't be disappointed i think if you do it in reverse it's disappointing yes but yeah i just i couldn't i I don't have the brain space yeah and i don't know like i've read a couple fiction books but i don't know that i enjoyed them very much and it's really hard it's just like extra hard to get into it um like oh, who cares? I don't know, and it's not to say that I, like I find any nonfiction books just that much easier or or something like that. I think those are just about the same, but definitely fiction. And then I've been less uh, excited about movies. Also, just it's harder for me to get into them. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I wonder what that is. It's fatigue. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It's the mental fatigue. You just don't have the room for the newness. No new. No more new. That's what happens when you get old. I was old, gonna right? say, is that why old people just don't like any of the new stuff? It is like I just want to hear old music that I know that I like. <laughs> just don't want to take a chance on some crappy new music, and don't want to watch any new movies. Want to watch old shows on repeat. That's how it happens. Speak. Well, so I, I will say I was saying this about like that kind of stuff is that I think that you know. I still try to give like new music or new movies. If we had been doing this, I don't think we we're that old. I don't think all of a sudden. Oh, you're old. old. All of a sudden, maybe, maybe. But I still try to do it. Um, but also, like I, I think I see the throwbacks because I've seen a lot of stuff before. And so, th- whereas like like I'm limiting myself because I'm like, well, I know the original and I know that was good, right. and this is just calling back to that. That's it. Like I'm not gonna watch the new Wonder Years. I've already seen the Wonder Years. I don't want to have be nostalgic for a time that I already saw. I don't yeah. know that 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 also limits me because I don't really want to be nostalgic for and a point of probably time the I lived through it. That there's not like even n- new material still is generally ninety percent of the time a rehashing of old of tropes and familiar stories and things you know. And how many different skins do you need to see the same? the same story told but i was gonna ask if y'all have listened to the new silk sonic talking about old new music or new old music (laughs) uh no i heard it was kind of it was was it's so good just from production value it's (laughs) impeccable i love it uh yeah i mean i i think there's a little bit of that there uh where like you either have seen it already or you kind of find something that you already liked and it's kind of good enough. I can get that. It's kind of good enough. You don't really need, you don't absolutely need something new if you've already found it, you know? Well, what are you looking at over here? Nothing. <laughs> Elsa. <laughs> um, I, did, I did not draw Elsa anywhere. I'm going to share this on the thing. I didn't draw Elsa anywhere. Now, before we end, I remember the one thing I was going to complain about. One thing. Is Lady Gaga. Like... You don't like Lady Gaga? Ah, I just don't. I I, so she's been making the transition into acting, right? And (laughs) people love her wherever she goes. But um, so I recently saw a preview for some new movie she has coming out where she's playing like the Gucci lady, whatever she's doing like her Italian accent and stuff. And I was like, ugh, yeah. One when I saw that. It reminded me that I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> like every time I see her and yeah, you're like, duh, because she changes her look all the time. But sh- just her face, I have no idea yeah. what she looks like. Every time I see her, she looks like a completely different person. It's so weird. Um, and then the other thing is I saw that she did an album with uh, Tony Bennett. Yeah. And I feel like the cover was very Amy Winehouse and Tony Bennett-esque. <laughs> and it just irritated me and like I, I guess I'm irritable right now anyway and I was just like she sucks like 
Like she's still Amy Winehouse. She steals thing. everybody's thing. Like first she's Madonna, then she's then she tries to be old new Madonna, <laughs> new old Madonna, and she tries to be Amy Winehouse. Like she just <laughs> just like this hodgepodge of who's unique and popular, and I will just steal their shtick and call it this thing. And I don't know. She just irritates me. Do you think that she is destined, that it's inevitable that she will play Barbara Streisand in a Streisand biopic at some point? Oh, yeah. I I can tell you right now. If Barbara Streisand is dead, because if she's alive, I don't know if she would let that happen. (laughs) I can tell you that it doesn't really matter, right? I remember thinking that that was important, like those kinds of things. And now, I mean, what are you talking been, about, man? They've been very well, like <laughs> Nina Simone was played by what's her face? Oh, don't remind me. Yeah, Zoe yeah, Saldana. It was just bad, and everybody was like, like "Well, the worst casting in the world." And then it's over yeah. with, you know. Uh, like everything uh, uh, in life, don't leave. <laughs> it doesn't. Matter. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you one thing. I saw uh, Horror of Dracula. And that movie is not that scary. Horror? Yeah, it was horror. horror. Not the horror of Dracula. <laughs> I saw this horror of a Dracula. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, I mean, it doesn't sound movie. scary. <laughs> Sounds pretty smutty, but you do you. <laughs> horror of Dracula. What is that about? It's about Dracula. Where did you see it? <laughs> is Wait, it new? I saw it on the... No, no it's, it's old. old. It has Christopher Lee on it. It's one of Hammer's films. It's like the original one. Apparently, it's the most highly rated one. So that you know, that's you know. Yeah, uh, people love classic, classic yeah. old horror, and they're kind of makes they're you, not good. Yeah, it would just it's so slow. It, I think comedy. You can I guess watch old comedy movies. They hold up. Some stuff is still funny, but you watch like horror movies, it doesn't. Something yeah. old and scary. It's just so slow. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's like Dracula's like, that's, it. that's like that's the big scary part is that <laughs> he just kind of like. I get you. And then er- and then then it's like, Ring! and then he holds on it too long. And you're like, <laughs> is he doing something or is he just kind of staring at is him? This or the thing? Is he what's he doing? Do you think? And then yeah. audiences really needed that long to like, ex- to like, grasp it, or do you think that? the directors and filmmakers just thought that little of the audience. They're like, we really got to stress this out. So they realize what's going on. No, they, they did. It's, it's all about language. It's, it's a film is a language, right? And then, uh, in the same way we, we have sped up our speech. Like we don't say things slower. And there was a, like a lexicon Valley about this. Like nobody says homepage anymore. Like for your, a website homepage, because, it used used to have to do that. They used to say web page, and then you're like, okay, because it's like a page, but it's on the web. Like it, you know, everybody's like, what is that? What is email? You know, now you just speed past that because you don't need any of that anymore. And film has the same kind. I of still thing. say email. Yeah. Well, you don't you you don't say email. Like oh, I do. Electronic mail. I do. Uh, <laughs> so early, a lot of early films to talk about what's happening, they would. Show an establishing shot. Like, here we are yeah. at the home of Dell Smith. And then you just kind of look at it and you're like, okay, okay. Now what? And then they're like, well, let's walk inside. <laughs> they would just show all the things that happened. Yeah, because it, it was all new, yeah. right? Nobody had the language. Now, you're in 2021. You've seen thousands of movies and movies based on movies. And, um, like, uh, the movies you've seen in the last year, <laughs> right, were, are more movies than people saw like up to a certain point in time. You know what I mean? Like in, in a decade, in like the 20s or 30s or something. More movies than came so, out. Yeah. 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 So all that is just sped up the language. So now you don't need – they can do takes on like the establishing shot. They can show somewhere different and then show the inside and like, you know, make a joke about how they did that because we understand all the tropes. So, yeah, it makes sense. All those horror things where they had to show somebody. You're like, ah, I've never seen anybody attack somebody else. Now, I've seen the most glorious things ever imaginable in lots of different ways. And so you need new and extreme to kind of freak you out now. Like the metaverse where you all can you needed- experience somebody doing that to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Good times. I'm sure we'll have another Halloween where this time he, he chops me down. Yeah. 
All right. Well, you know, I'm going to post these notes. And just like that? Yeah. Just a big picture yeah. of Elsa and <laughs> Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out, guys. Colored, be- <laughs> colored beautifully. I think we've had uh, moved past yeah. the need for words on this show, right? People understand yeah, the tropes and they'll see that yeah. they'll know what the show's I about. Like it. Based on the uh, yeah, look like at it. it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the show. Tell your mom about it. She's been asking. Tell her to, to send us an electronic <laughs> mail. Mm-hmm. Podcast and at drangepenguin.com. His metaverse. E. Gross. No. All right. We're done. Bye. Bye.